I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome to the show. I am your host, Cabby Richards, one with the annoying voice. But great guests. I'm glad you guys clicked. And I'm happy that you're here for the next uh, 45 minutes or so listening to a bunch of stories, and hopefully some interesting conversations. Actually, this conversation is, is great. We're less than two months away from the 2014 Winter Games in Sochi, Sochi, Russia, and one of the hopefuls for Team Canada's men's hockey team will be joining me shortly. He's, he's a young star. He's got a ton of talent and a ton of personality. I love talking with this dude because he embodies fun. And he joins me right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. The first time I met this man, it was in 2010. It was the springtime, and it was during the NHL playoffs. I flew to Denver, Colorado, and he was part of a young core, a fun core of dudes, young, talented hockey players, which included Chris Stewart, Paul Statsny, TJ Galliardi, and Ryan O'Reilly. These guys are doing impressions of each other. They were living in the moment, and they were embodying having fun. He has all kinds of personality and recently all kinds of production. The last time I saw him, because that was the first time in 2010, the last time I saw him in September, I was marveling at his locks. I'm pleased to be joined by Matt Duchesne of the Colorado Avalanche. Welcome to the Cabbie Presents podcast, my dude. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, tell me about your hair. <laughs> oh, it's a little shorter than... Uh... The what? Why would you do time. that? I mean, not, not much, not much. Just at the back. Uh, still kept it long on top, but uh, um, just uh, trimmed up in the back a little bit. But uh, still, still, uh, I, I think it's actually better than when you saw me last, So, in my opinion. So I'll let you be the judge next time you see me. Okay, well, listen. Do not listen. The fall of many men is cutting the hair. Troy Palomalu for the Pittsburgh Steelers has been a beast forever. Okay, he had those. He's got those long locks, but he recently cut the way cut them for charity, great cause. But uh, and he still did make the Pro Bowl. But his team didn't get in the playoffs, Matt. Okay, it's all about long hair. So don't do that to your fans, your adoring fans in Denver, Colorado. How, yeah, I mean, if we once we get in uh, playoffs, I won't be cutting it. So don't how, worry. How long have you? How long have you grown it? Like, what's the longest you've ever had it? Shoulder length? Uh, last year, last almost, yeah. Last year we went to uh, Europe uh, for the walkout. Uh, I don't think I went. I think I went from about um, maybe July or August to January without cutting it. And it was long. It was really curly and thick. I really, really thick hair too. And it was like 
it was almost down to my shoulders. It was uh, it was a bit of a disaster actually, but uh, looked good. It looked good under the helmet. I, I guess I guess that's all that counts. <laughs> hey, as they, as they say, you look good, you play good. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm not sure why more hockey dudes don't have like shampoo commercials. Like there are some like hockey hair is uh, is for a time was like an institution and that was and maybe there were you know perp plus or head and shoulders commercials back in like the 70s and 80s i'm not sure because i don't really remember but like now there are a few you dudes i actually just spoke to christopher steeg recently who had flowing locks and he cut them off and i was so disappointed i've been telling i've been telling mike richards of the kings not to cut his locks because i'm i i i don't know for sure but i imagine your your female fan base they dig you with the locks. Yeah, I mean, it never never hurts, that's for sure. I think uh, I, I'm, I'm on your side, though. I, I think there's too many guys that are kind of going with the new hipster haircuts. I, I, don't, I don't know if that fits in with, uh, with the hockey culture. Uh, I don't really see that one. So I've always tried to stay away from that. Is there anybody on your team that dresses fashion forward? I mean, you mentioned hipster, and you play in the same building as the Denver Nuggets. Now, a lot of there are like a handful of NBA dudes that take their style game to like an 11 out of 10. They really turn it up loud. Is there anybody in your dressing room whose style game is like it's kind of out there? It's, he's a ve- he's very individual in his personal style. Uh, nothing too crazy. I'd say the guy that has the most unique and more, I think, uh, towards the hipster side would probably be uh, Ryan O'Reilly. He's uh, he's got some interesting uh, stuff going on, especially with his hair. And uh, but we also have some other guys on the team that uh, that um, you know I would say we have a, a pretty stylish team in terms of just suits and and uh, you know good style. So I think uh, if you came into our locker room, I think you'd be impressed. Who's the dude on your team that wears like? Um... That wears uh, designer socks. Who's that guy? Like the pinks and the lime greens and that sort of thing. Yeah, we have a few of them. We have a few of them. Uh, I, I, I wear I, I wear some. Uh, I'm more of a suit guy, though. I, I really uh, I love. That's probably my favorite thing to buy is uh, new suits and Stastny, Lannis, Gogshagir, O'Reilly. Uh, they all bring it too. So it's. Uh, I'm probably missing a couple other guys, but uh, we got some. We got some good. Uh, Good-looking suits in the room. Matt, I don't want to talk about your bank account too much. I'm only going to ask you this question. Actually, I do have a bank account story later, but uh, are you? do you – now, when you buy your designer suits, Matt, I know that there are a few more – the decimal place, the decimal point is it moves to the left with your bank account, where the rest of us, it's like three decimal places – or not three decimal places, like, you know, there's like uh, – there's one decimal place and like might be two or three numbers in front of that decimal place as opposed to five or six or seven. But when you buy your designer socks, Matt, do you – are you spending like 30 bucks for a pair or are you like one of those smart shoppers like myself – or I'll go to Marshalls and I'll buy three for six bucks. <laughs> um, I mean, when it comes to everyday socks, I'm I'm probably you know just uh, just whatever. It's not really a big deal. I do. No, like you're not answering little, the question I'm, about I the do. dollar dollar amount, doggy. <laughs> well, I think uh, I actually don't know. I haven't bought any in a long time. In terms of, I, I mean, I, I usually get my uh, when I when I get uh, a new suit. I, I really like Hugo Boss stuff, and when I get stuff from there, I get I get socks and. I think they're, you know, 20 bucks probably a pair, but uh, 
Um, in terms of just uh, regular everyday, I like the I like the Lululemon ones. They're really comfy. They're a little bit more expensive too, but they last forever, and you can use them for everyday or workout. So I think they're uh, pretty multi-purpose. Here's my here's my quick Lululemon story. I was I played um, squash once with a, a friend of mine, a female friend of mine. She's like, oh, I'm gonna go to Lululemon to get a shirt, and I was so this is right after we played. I was sweaty. I'm like, oh, I'll get a t-shirt too. I go in there, I pick out a t-shirt. I get to the cash. And it was 60 bucks. I'm like, 60 bucks for a t-shirt? And the woman behind the counter starts uh, talking about the materials and the fabric and the way that the shirt is made. I'm like, listen, spare me. Spare me all that mumbo jumbo. I'm going to buy the shirt because this girl's standing next to me and I don't want to look like a punk. And I say this out loud. I don't want to, you know, I'm going to pay the 60 bucks. But just know that 60 bucks for a friggin' t-shirt is ridiculous. That's yeah. my little lemon yeah. story. I'm sure it's comfortable as hell, and they do make great pants, <laughs> and they make, you know, the the backside for females. It, it's a, it's a great pant for every woman to wear. However, sixty bucks for a t-shirt, in my experience, too pricey. Yeah, yeah, I think it depends. I think you got to pick and choose your spots. I like I like uh, I'm a big Lululemon guy, so I mean, uh, I think there's a lot more expensive stuff out there that I'm not buying that I, uh, you know, I can I can uh, spoil myself a bit with the Lulu stuff, but. Uh, yeah, I hear you. It's, it's kind of crazy as well. Speaking of which, what do you think is a greater enhancer? I've had this conversation before on the podcast. The Lululemon pant or the oversized sunglasses on a woman? When you're walking down the street, you see a group of girls coming towards you, they're, you like, and you see the sunglasses and you see the Lululemon pant. And you're, <laughs> it's, it's the split-second analysis. You do the top to bottom very quickly. Say they're all cute girls, maybe your age, college girls or whatever. Which which article of clothing or accessory is a greater enhancer of her body? Pants for sure. I'm yeah, the loot. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the big sunglasses. I think uh, you're wearing the ones that look like you cut the window panes out of your your uh, your front part of your house and put them <laughs> on your face. I think I think you're uh, I think you're trying to hide something. So I, uh, I I'm not a big fan of those. So I uh, definitely the pants. Dude, I, I, I'm sure you've been lied to. I've definitely been lied to when you're talking, you know, you're out in the summertime, you're talking to a group of girls, everybody's wearing either aviators or big oversized sunglasses, and then it comes later to the night, you're on a patio, and she takes them off, you're like, wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh I, uh, oh, I've fallen victim. I think I think I think you're just you know you, you, a, a person shouldn't have their own windshield. That's why I think. <laughs> I like that, dude. Oh, uh, Sada, I do want to compliment. The last time I did see you, actually, you had a sharp three-piece suit on. And for dudes your age, a three-piece suit is pretty rare. So I compliment you on your style game. I appreciate that. I uh, yeah, like I said, I really like I really enjoy getting new suits, and uh, I'm I'm a big three-piece guy. I get a lot of them and. I've actually been uh, I've been starting to wear the double breasters again. They're, oh, uh, see, those are back, back now. In. Those are back. Yeah, they are. They are. I actually got one right before the season started, and the first time I pulled it out, we actually played in Toronto, so their third game of the year. So I was fitting to wear it in the Toronto game, and nice. Uh, had a lot had a lot of compliments on it, and then a few, I saw a few more guys on our team with them. So I, I like to think that I'm the trendsetter there. With there that. you go. <laughs> nice. You're the point leader and the trendsetter. You're like a, a double double pronged attack. Uh, hey, what was the uh, what was the best Christmas gift you gave this year? Um, the best g- gift I gave, um, huh? That's a tough one. I uh, actually there was one gift I completely forgot I had, 
and I can't believe it because it probably would have been my best gift. And I hope my parents don't listen to this because I, I forgot to give it to them, believe it or not. It's sitting in my room, and I got it actually last time we saw each other was at the at the New York media tour there. And um, one of the things that we got um, or were able to do, we got some free stuff. And this wasn't free, but this was a thing we got connected with. We got to make a an article book, uh, like a kind of a, uh, a personal uh, thing where – um, you hire this company and they put together this 100-page article book and you can pick from your career for a certain season. So what I did is I, I got them to put together one for my rookie season and um, I was going to give that to my parents. It's really, it's a beautiful book and it's a really good keepsake and something they would have loved and I completely forgot that I had it and uh, never gave it to them. So You got um, to FedEx that home, dude. Yeah, I know. Well, they'll they'll be down again soon. So next time they come down, I'll give it to them. So it'll just be a Christmas spread out a little a little more, I guess. That's cool, man. That's very cool. I think parents they do appreciate those sort of things, and obviously they have a, a son who's achieving a lot of success, and they're they're proud of you. And so that's just something that they can hold on to. And then you know, on those those stormy nights in Halliburton, Ontario, where the the snow is up to the second floor of your house, they have uh, something to keep them warm. Hey, um, Matt, who do you think is um, more proud to say that their son is a professional athlete, a professional hockey player, your mom or your pops? I think they're both pretty equal. Uh, they are both very, from, um, uh, you know, big-time athletic, uh, you know, backgrounds. Not so much my dad, but my mom. Um, my dad was a really is an amazing athlete. I still can't believe he never... Uh, more with his athletic uh, ability um i mean he kicks my ass in pretty much anything we do really uh, still he, he's, he's got that yeah, grown man strength yeah yes he does and he's got his hand-eye coordination is just ridiculous any racket sports he he uh he's probably he's a little heavier set but he still gets around pretty really well on the on the court anytime he plays anybody he'll be a guy that's in three times as good a shape as him and uh handily he'll run them all around the court whether it's it's squash or, or tennis or whatever. He's just unbelievable. He's a good golfer, a good hockey player. Um, my mom's side, uh, she had uh, three of her four brothers play NCAA hockey, and two of them got drafted to the NHL. So, um, I mean, that's just going into my family history. But uh, I think they're both pretty excited, and I think both sides of my family are are uh, both pretty proud, and they're uh, we're just a big time hockey family on both sides. Matt, you got to say one or the other, dude. You got to say who's the guy that <laughs> who who's the person that whether it's randomly in line at the Home Depot, or you know there's uh you know there's um you know one of them shopping in the mall, and I'll you know I'll, you know what I'll tell you I'll tell you who the two most proud people in my family are. Uh, down. My my two grandfathers, my grandfather Duchesne and grandfather Brown. They're uh, those two guys, I know they're definitely uh, making some people annoyed in, in line at a, <laughs> at, a, at a grocery store. If, if they see my picture in the hockey news or something at the at the register, they'll definitely one of them would definitely say something there. Uh, but when you're a grand when you're a grandparent, you're allowed to brag about your grandkids and you're allowed to be uh, you know very proud. So they get uh, I think they get a free ride there. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's very cool. Who's um who's more likely to um to be like like who gets more pissed after one of your losses? Uh, between your mom and your pops, and, and so much so that they text you about it. Uh, well, I text. I usually text uh, my dad after. I mean, he and I. Um, my mom gets get gets happy with uh, you know the highs and upset with the lows. But my dad and I, we we uh, we text and we're always on the same page. We see the game. 
so similarly. Obviously, he taught me how to play, and he's he's a really smart hockey guy, and just he really gets it. And after games, uh, you know, he'll text me, and or I'll text him, and I'll be like, uh, you know, obviously we got we just got pumped by Chicago seven one after the break. And oh yeah, right. I texted, right. I, I texted him and I said, okay, give me your analysis. He's actually at the game. I said, give me give me your analysis of the game. Uh, um, tonight and we'll see how bang on we are. And every single thing he said was exactly the same as, as, uh, as what I, uh, had thought. So it's pretty funny how bang on, uh, him and I are when we were analyzing things. Hey, well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree right there, man. Um, are no, you, true. do you feel comfortable enough cursing in text messages to your pops? Like you'd be like, Oh, oh man, yeah. dad, we got yeah. the, we got the eh, beat out of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny. I never, I had never sworn to or in front of my parents until I uh, moved out and started playing uh, that, uh, the NHL. And, I mean, it, at that point, I mean, your relationship changes with your parents. You become – obviously, they're still your parents and you, uh, you have total respect for them. But my dad definitely became more of a, of a friend and, and, uh, than, and a mentor than, you know, that typical, you know, father-son relationship when you're growing up. So uh, we still have that, which is great, but we're also – uh, uh, good friends as well, and and uh, we can definitely uh, be ourselves around each other. That's for sure. That's cool, man. That's very cool. It's actually rare to hear that. Like, I mean, uh, like that that closeness of uh, maybe it's maybe it's kind of a hockey thing because there's so many like hockey dads and other hockey moms too, obviously. Uh, but in the but there's so many hockey dads like that really like invest in their their uh, sons' lives, you know. Uh, you know, Tavares's dad, Stamkos's dad, uh, Sid's dad, your dad, like just a lot of dudes are really, uh, really into um, their son's careers. Um, now, I know that the media asks you, and this is the only question about that, I know that the media asks you a, a bunch about like Team Canada stuff, but do your friends ask you about it too or your family members? A little bit. Um, I, you know what, it's more of a conversation with, uh, with them. I mean, especially as it's getting closer now and and, uh, you know, it's one of those things that's, that's uh, I mean, I was talking to a couple of guys on our team today. I was talking to Stastny, who's, who's I, I think, anyway, will probably be on the uh, American uh, team. And we're just talking about how it's one of those things as it gets closer, it just weighs on you a little bit. And, and you kind of just want it to happen and be over. I mean, I, I had a couple of dreams about it last night. And, Actually? And one dream, yeah, and one dream I made the team and one, team, one dream I didn't, which was kind of funny. So um, it's one of those things that it – it's as it gets closer it's such a big thing i mean it's such a big deal especially you know to be potentially on team canada i mean that's huge and massive um definitely talking to my friends about it i mean they feel the same way and it would definitely be cool uh, i mean it'd be an absolute dream come true to to make that team and you know hopefully um in within a week i guess it's a week away now the announcement and uh uh, hopefully we got some good news coming. Wait, Matt, you actually okay in your dreams? Tell me about the dream where you didn't make the st- the team cast uh, to get a roster. It, it was pretty funny actually. I, I woke up this morning and I remember waking up uh, last night after I had it and going kind of shaking my head and going, "Oh my God, thank God that wasn't real." But in, in this dream, it was really funny. Uh, um, I we we all went all of the guys that were at were on on the kind of short list or whatever uh, that were at the camp last summer. Um, we all walked into a room and we all grabbed a jersey. And if your name and number were on the back of the jersey, you were on the team. And if the, if they if it wasn't, you uh, weren't on the team. And I grabbed a blank jersey and I was like, oh no. And and then I remember. Uh, and then in the dream, Babcock actually met with me and sat me down and talked to me and uh, told me all the things that I did wrong and that I <laughs> why I wasn't on wow. the team. So it was a pretty horrifying dream. Wow, when I woke up. So dude. That's, uh, that's the kind of stuff that goes on. Uh, uh, in our, it's funny. It's uh, everybody thinks we're pro athletes, and 
you know, we, we're different, but uh, it's just the same as everybody else. I mean, we have those those little fears in life and those those things, and uh, it was pretty crazy, actually. But, uh, um, you know, that's the way it goes, and you just got to carry on. And, uh, you know, when you have one of those things, it just makes you work a little harder the next day. <laughs> and Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Okay, so, Matt, tell me about the dream where you did make Team Canada. What happened in that one? I don't remember that one as much. I, it was almost identical to the first dream, only there was a better result. I don't remember that <laughs> one as much, actually. You know, I, I just remember the bad one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, now, are you, um, are you watching HBO's 24-7 with the uh, Red Wings and the Maple Leafs, the road to the Winter Classic? I haven't actually watched that. I, uh, I, I've never actually watched any of them. I don't, uh, really, I dude? Ton- I, yeah, I watch tons of hockey. I watch tons of uh, games and which a lot of guys on my team don't and but that's one and a bunch of guys are watching that but I haven't I haven't tuned in for that one I think uh, yeah I don't know why I just never been uh, been really interested in watching that stuff even though I have some friends on or some guys I know on both teams if they did I mean I'm, you probably get to ask this question from time to time but if they did if if you were in the 20 your team was in the 2015 or the 2016 uh, winter classic oh they could totally do one in Denver in in uh, in my high stadium, yeah, it'd be sick. Oh, We've dude, been one for a while. So, oh, that's We've got been, that's got to be soon. There's there's a rumor that Washington might get the next one, but you guys, you guys should get one for sure, man. Have Peyton Manning come out there and drop the puck? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Oh, dude, that yeah, that'd be sick. So, um, if HB, if your team was to be featured in a uh, Road to the Winter Classic, who do you think would be the breakout star on your team? Like, who would be so? So, since you haven't watched the series before, there was a year where Philadelphia was in the series, and Ilya Brizgalov yeah. was the like was the overwhelming star because he was so he's so unique of a personality and he's so eccentric and he was talking about space exploration and meanings in the universe the guy was in his own world and it was really entertaining for the audience who might that guy be on your team uh we have a couple of them we i don't think we're gonna have a guy talking about that stuff. well maybe yeah maybe uh, not maybe not about like uh (laughs) astronomy and stuff like that yeah, I think Johnny Mitchell actually. Johnny Johnny Mitchell is a really funny guy, and in a, in a, he's got the most dry sense of humor. We, te- we we tease him all the time about being really grumpy and miserable, <laughs> but he's not really. He just kind of looks like it sometimes that he's not really, and then you'll kind of chirp him for it, and he he lights up with a smile and has some witty thing to say, and he's always cracking people up. I mean, Nate McKinnon's another one. This kid is hilarious. He's uh, some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth comes out of left field, and you're just you're. It's so ridiculous, and you can't do anything but laugh. So it's pretty funny. Who's we have, some, we have some great characters on our team. Nice. Well, you're one of them. Who's the uh, Who's the the teammate that doesn't really talk that much? That would be uh, who has a, a certain amount of talent, but like it, it would, you know, uh, if you heard him speak, uh, you know, fifty words in a week, you'd be like, wow, that guy's really talkative this week. Probably uh, Varley. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he's he's he actually people don't think he speaks great English, but he's actually really good. He's just very quiet and very to himself, but he's an amazing guy. I love. Uh, anytime I get to have a conversation with him, uh, you know, it's great. He's uh, he's a smart, very smart guy, and you forget how young he is sometimes. He's so talented as well. You're talking about the goaltender Simeon Varlamov, yeah? Yes, yes. Isn't he your? Is he your age? What are you, Matt? You're 22. No, he. He's, I'm 22. I think he's 25. Oh, okay. I think he's a, he's in, yeah, he's an 80, 88 birth year. I'm pretty sure, 88 or 87. He's 25 or 26, I think. 
Now you mentioned uh, Nate McKinnon, your uh, the number one pick for your um, for the Colorado Avalanche in the 2013 NHL draft. Uh, how have you taken that homie under your wing? Um, well, he and I trained together a bit in the summer, and, and oh, that's uh, right, you guys went to summer, Halifax, yeah. right, to train with yeah, Andy O'Brien. Yeah, and then in LA, yep. So us two and uh, Sid Crosby are together for most of the summer, and. Uh, the three of us are pretty funny together. We're all very different, but very similar in a lot of ways. And um, you know, Nate, I think Nate is uh, is so talented, and he's uh, he's still learning a lot. And I mean, at 18, there's not you don't you don't really get what the whole thing's about. And, you know, that's something I'm just kind of learning about is you know how to be a, how to be a good pro and how to see things the way it is in this league. And you know, he's still getting there, and that's kind of the stuff I help him with. And we, you know, I mean, we see as you know, uh, creative guy offensive guys we see the game a certain way both of us and you know every now and then we'll sit and uh, you know we'll sit beside each other on the bench and a guy on the other team will make a play and we'll be like wow that was a nice play eh? and we'll kind of talk about it a little bit and um debate ideas and stuff like that so that's uh he's he's uh he's having a great season so uh hopefully he can keep it going who does he live with he's uh living with jiggy so jiggy's an amazing guy a great leader and a great pro and I know he's in great hands with him. Yeah, J.S. Jaguar is a is a great dude. Do you have a roommate or do you live solo? No, I like uh, one of the guys. In the... Lives, my yeah, none of the guys on the team. My girlfriend and I live together, and uh, we have a dog who I guess is kind of like uh, one of the boys. So um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a beauty. He's a beauty. He thinks he's a person most of the time. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so the three of us hang out, and uh, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time on the road with the boys. Though obviously. Uh, it's always fun to go uh, on road trips and uh, have some. I uh, play poker on the plane with the guys, and uh, you know it's always great to have some male bonding on the road. That's for sure. Uh, Matt, have you told Nate one of the uh, most critical rules of engagement with the female form is to uh, pay attention or actually watch TV shows meant for female audiences because it's it is great conversation have you given him that piece of game i haven't but he's doing okay for himself uh, you know, I, I, uh from what i hear he's doing he's doing okay he's one of the few single guys on the team so for uh for those ladies out there that uh, are interested in hanging out with a few of the boys on the team uh, there's not many of them so he's uh, kind of fishing a barrel for them at this point Showing up with a Tommy gun, man. Just yeah, do, 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 do. Um, okay, so okay, so you mentioned you live with your girl. So does your lady like the show? Um, you said you watch a lot of hockey. Watch those. Maybe she's a sports fan also. But women have certain tastes. So are you? Does whether or not you watch these shows with her, um, are you subjected to uh, girls or Nashville or Scandal or The Voice? Any of those shows? Nashville. We watch Nashville, and I love. It's my favorite show on TV. I'm a huge country music fan. I think you know that. But uh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, she, she and I love that show. That's our Nashville, huh? Favorite. That's your yeah. That's, I, wow. I, I think it's awesome. I uh, the music and it's so good. I think uh, you know it's one of those shows. If you're a big big country music fan, I mean, you enjoy it for more than just the storyline. You enjoy the music a lot too. So. Uh, that's definitely both of our case. We both uh, love country music, so uh, I can't wait for that to come back on in the new year. If you guys were at, a, say, you had to play in uh, Minneapolis or uh, Tampa Bay or uh, I don't know, Phil- no, maybe not Philadelphia, uh, uh, St. Louis, and it yeah. was, um, you know, you guys had a dinner on, say, a Wednesday night, 
and your game was on Thursday or maybe even Friday. And one of the guys on the team was like, oh, let's, I heard about this local bar. Let's go to this local spot. And you get in there, and it's karaoke night. What is the yeah. song? And if everybody's like, you got to go in, you know, whatever, everybody has to go up and sing a song. What is this? Yeah. If you're leafing through that booklet, okay, at the options for the songs, what is the song that Matt Duchesne picks and then performs for his teammates and the room at the local karaoke place? Uh, that's a tough one because there's a lot of really good ones. I, I would have to narrow it down to two of them. It would be either Drink in My Hand by Eric Church or, uh, <laughs> or uh, that's, a, that's a, what's one, one of my all-time favorites. It's my alarm every morning for the last two years. When On I wake your up. phone? Uh, yeah, and my, the other one is... Uh, is uh, that's my kind of night by Luke Bryan. That one uh, I can't seem to get off my uh, my current my current playlist <laughs> over the last uh, couple months. So um, yeah, that one uh, that one's definitely uh, a big hit. And the boys actually being the year they throw it on for me before games. And uh, uh, at one point I was on a bit of a, a hot streak in terms of uh, scoring. And the, so the boys were all fired up when they put the tune on. And for a while I, I you know I had a consecutive goal streak of three, four games, four or five games, and then I had one off and then scored a bunch again, and, and the boys were just loving it uh, and putting it on for me, so it was pretty, it was a pretty big joke at, at, at one point within, uh, in the locker room for us. Matt, our, our musical tastes are a little bit different, so I've never yeah. heard of either <laughs> one of those songs before, or the artists. I'm sort of on one side of the, uh, the palette, the music palette, and you're on the other side. So wait, what yeah, was that, that second one again? It was uh, "That's My Kind of Night" by Luke Bryan. It's uh, uh, for for someone who doesn't isn't a huge country fan. It's more on the uh, kind of a hip hop, rock, country kind of mix. Uh, you get you get your uh, your foot tapping. Uh, I think a little <laughs> bit. So I think uh, if you're gonna start listening to country, that might be a good one to start with. So I that that is my entry point. Luke Bryan, like him as an artist or that song. Uh, a bit of both. Uh, he's got some definitely, uh, he's a little bit more on that side. Eric Church is uh, more uh, kind of uh, outlaw country, kind of redneck country, which uh, I really enjoy as well. But, uh, <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way you're raised, right? So that's the way I'm raised. I was raised in Halvard, so, uh, you know, we listened to country music growing up and drive pickup trucks and that kind of thing. So uh, that's that's the way, that's the way it is. It, uh, it goes for me. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the word redneck. I don't know if that's really redneck. I feel is like one of those words that's kind of like everybody. We don't really get offended by it when you call us. I consider myself a one a redneck for sure. Definitely. Really? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I didn't know Canadians I, could be rednecks. I didn't know we we could we could. Oh, be. definitely. You <laughs> man, you haven't been far enough north in in uh, Canada. Though. You're right. You're you right. gotta get up. You gotta get up in uh, my neck of the woods, and uh, you'll see some rednecks. I had one of my buddies. Uh, who in the summer his summer job uh, he works for the Ministry of Natural Resources and he tracks turtles uh, <laughs> a certain type of turtle and he came to he came to my game in Buffalo he sat in the very last row in the nosebleeds I saw him after the game and uh, he uh, he had a couple beers and uh, he was wearing uh, he had a white t-shirt uh, on from one of our high school hockey tournaments growing up. And he had, <laughs> over top of that, he had a flannel, like, dinner jacket going, and he had an old bright orange uh, ball cap on. So I, we, we're definitely we're definitely on the redneck side up in uh, Halliburton uh, County, that's for sure. Do you guys wear those, uh, <laughs> Matt, do any of you or your boys have those, uh, you know those, like, hunting glasses, those, like, those, like target practice, like those yellow-tinted or, like, orange-tinted glasses? 
Do you know the ones uh, I'm talking about? Those. I, I, I know what you're talking about. I, you know what? A lot of us, a lot of us never really got into hunting because it was always during hunting or uh, during hockey season. So uh, I have a bunch of buddies that do hunt, but they're not my, they're not the guys that I played hockey with or that, uh, you know, played hockey growing up. But uh, um, most of our dads hunt, hunt uh, or hunted a lot. Uh, but um, definitely, you see a lot of camouflage. Uh, oh yes, myself. <laughs> yeah. um, that's the that's and, like the uh, um, the uniform right there, camouflage. That's right. Yeah, even when we're fishing, we wear camouflage just in case the fish uh, look up and see what's on the other end of the rock. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, it's always fun to go home in the summer and be with those guys. It's a way different life than I live down here, but it's uh, it's very familiar and it's very refreshing. You mentioned earlier that you play poker on the plane. Is there a teammate that's uh, overly sensitive in, lo- in losing? Uh, or is there a guy that like takes losing really hard in those games? Jiggy, Jiggy gets pretty fired up. If he loses a big hand, he, uh, we, basically we have uh, on the plane, we have a, we have two tables. And so there's four guys at each table and, then the aisle goes in between uh, the tables, and um, so we, when we're taking off and stuff, the best way to uh, hold our chips is we put them in plastic, like Dixie cups and um, or Solo cups. And uh, Jiggy crushes uh, crushes his cup when he loses <laughs> uh, from time to time, and has a couple uh, French profanities, and uh, we all laugh, we all laugh, and he laughs, and it's uh, it's pretty great. I was uh, I brought this up with uh, Christopher Stieg last week. Who, um, uh, you guys have to me similar personalities in that you're extroverted and you guys like to have a good time and and uh, and uh, you both have sort of a flair to a flair to the to the game. I hope this doesn't insult you that I compare you guys to just just personality wise, not about your uh, your uh, production on the ice. Um, and I and I asked uh, Chris this question. Um, he on his team or in his experience, uh, the teammate that he played with that was the most generous was Marion Hosa. I remember I had lunch with Chris during the Stanley Cup Finals. That same year that I met you in 2010, we had lunch during the finals, and we were just telling stories and stuff, and he said, like, Hosa was a guy that was always paying for meals and nights out with the boys, that sort of thing, and he continues to be that kind of player now. So I said, uh, uh, and, and since Chris has returned to Chicago, again, Hosa's been that dude. And I said, well, who's the opposite of that dude? Like, you know, who's who's the guy on your team that's got the shortest arms where when it comes to reaching into that back pocket to pull out that wallet to put a meal on the credit card? Uh, and he said Brian Campbell. He said five years of playing with Brian Campbell in Florida and Chicago. He's like, that guy's never paid for a team meal. I'm like, in five seasons? He's like, yes, we had a good laugh. Who's that guy for you? Oh, man. Um it's a toss-up between uh, Jamie McGann and Cody McLeod. <laughs> Big time toss-up. It, uh, it, really uh, it really depends on the situation. So uh, <laughs> we, we, we give it to them both a little bit from time to time about it, and they take it pretty well. But uh, yeah, I, uh, it, it's definitely those two. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough having one teammate like that, but you guys have two teammates like that. So it's like it's, yeah. So you know that like. It's never even if you try to like angle the bill down that side of the table, it's coming right back to where you're pushing oh, it from. Oh yeah, it's getting passed. It's getting passed around. It's uh, yeah, you know, it's not uh, ending there. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, each his own, and uh, they're probably those guys that are going to end up having the most at the end of the career. But uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Because <laughs> they, they keep it in their couch, or uh, sorry, the in between their their mattresses. Uh, Chris also said this one thing. Sorry to cut you off. Go go ahead. 
No, no, no go ahead. I, I was, go ahead. You're good. He, he was uh, he was saying that I asked him about the code about like uh, sort of the unwritten rules in hockey. And I didn't want to really talk about like the on ice code where like only certain dudes get to fight and that sort of thing. Cause I don't really understand how that works so much. Well, here I have one question who like, because of your skill set and because of your high level of, of production, are there only like one or two guys that can fight you on every team? Is it basically like the, the high, like, you know, you, you you can only the only guys can really challenge you, Matt Deshane, to a fight are like the like Sid or Stamkos or Ovi or uh, Tavares, like those kind those cal Giroux, like those caliber dudes. Uh, no, I don't think so. I have actually both my fights in the NHL are against the same guy, and he's kind of a he's a he's a tough uh, he's a tough he's pretty tough actually for his uh, he's about the same size as me. Uh, it's actually Vladimir Sabatka. Right, uh, I sent you a text. Yeah, we, I texted you about that, didn't I? Uh, the, yeah, the second yeah, time you might have. Yeah, but both of my fights are against him and. Uh, I found out after our first fight that the, that he boxes and does like MMA stuff. Oh and stuff, no! And I, and I told myself I'd never fight him again. And then he did something I didn't like very much last uh, uh, game we played in St. Louis, and I lost uh, lost my marbles a little bit, and we went again. <laughs> but uh, so people people were starting texting me and asking. Uh, what I had against the guy, and I really don't have anything against him. He just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time twice uh, when I kind of got upset. But, uh, no, I think it's definitely uh, – um, I wouldn't say it's one or two guys. I'd say it's just uh, – it really depends on – it depends on who starts it. I mean, for me, I, I started uh, uh, the last fight Kim and I had. The first one was mutual. But uh, if a guy – you know, if I went and hit somebody and, and uh, you know – someone came in and, and jumped me or whatever, I think then that's kind of, you know, a certain, um, you know, as an offensive guy, uh, that's maybe against the, the I guess, the, the quote-unquote code. But, uh, I mean, it really depends. It's, there's a lot of gray areas and it's a lot of situational things. So it doesn't necessarily mean matter who it is or, or what, but uh, more the situation. But if, okay, if like a line brawl breaks out and everybody's yeah. throwing down, Dudes are removing their own helmets and then going out. Or I don't know if they can do that anymore, but whatever. But if it's and even the goalies are going after. Do you have to look to, at for the guy with your same skill set, like just because that's how the code works? Skill set or size, probably. I mean, if we're, I'm not going to go after. Uh, I mean, if if uh, I mean, for, let's say we're playing Buffalo and and that happened and Steve Ott grabbed me. Uh, I mean, he's obviously you know, I know him. I know him pretty well. He's a great guy, but uh, he's obviously tough and he fights quite a bit. If he grabs me, I mean, that's not going to be uh, looked at very well because I'm not nearly as tough as him and can't <laughs> fight like he can. But And it's going to be a mismatch there. But uh, um, so, but if you find kind of find someone around your size, kind of, you know, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be skill set, but around your size, maybe toughness, maybe same amount of fights or whatever. Everyone kind of knows guys around the league, kind of, you know, even guys that come in. Uh, as rookies, you kind of know what kind of player they are if they fought in junior or whatever, and uh, I think that's kind of the way the matchups you find. So you can fight, okay? So you can fight Sid, you can fight Brad Marchand, you can fight uh, Martin Saint Louis. Even though the guy's got quads, <laughs> the guy's got quads like yeah. Adrian Peterson. Uh, yeah, there. Yeah, I guess as far as like uh, size, yeah, there's. You know, you dudes, you guys play on, like, you're holding R1 on the PlayStation. Like, you guys just play at a, a friggin' particular pace and a level, and then, you know, they're, 
you guys are fast and, and great creators, but again, you don't really throw down that much. But that's interesting that you have to, that you say you kind of you kind of match up against someone that's your own size more so than your skill level because that particular guy may not be on the ice at the same time if, if a whole, you know, line brawl goes down. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of, I've never been in that situation, but uh, yeah, I would definitely probably just look for, for someone like that or if it's, it was a mismatch, maybe you just drop the gloves and just hold on to each other and, just kind of both look at each other and say, hey, we're not going to go here because it's a mismatch. Uh, I don't think I'd be on the upside of, of any mismatch. <laughs> but, uh, uh, <laughs> so I'd be more on the downside. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I, think, I think the biggest thing as a skill guy, when you, when you fight, you got to make sure, one, you don't get hurt because then it's just it makes no sense for you to do it. Of course. And the, sec- the second thing is I think it's a good thing to do every now and then because it shows you won't back down and it shows that you'll compete and you gain respect for it. Even if you lose the fight, or you don't, you know, even if it, even if you don't throw too many punches or whatever, you show you don't, you show that you're willing to drop the gloves, and it shows your teammates too that you're you're there, you're not above that. And uh, a lot of guys think that, you know, skill guys won't go, won't fight, and show that side because you know they're kind of above that or whatever. And I don't believe in that. I think, I mean, Sid's a perfect example. Look at how many fights he's had in his career, and he probably shouldn't be fighting that much, but uh, he's scrappy, but he. He's, he's, He's all in for for them, and and uh, that he's not going to be back. He's not going to back down. When you were when you were describing that, I immediately went to like a Jerome Ginla or like a because that guy wore the C for almost his entire career in in Calgary, and that dude used to fight. And that guy yeah. scored fifty goals uh, one season yeah. for sure. I think in O two and and well, he's a five hundred goal scorer. So like that dude, and he was tough, man. That that dude could throw yeah. down. He got he got yeah. a lot of respect, I imagine. He's a, I mean, he's one of the most respected guys in the league for sure. I mean, obviously with his offensive ability and his his uh, compete level, but yeah, also that. I mean, I, he's not, you know, he he's he's not like like a guy like me or you know, uh, I don't know, Stamkos or someone like that or Giroux or where, where you know they 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 fight once in a blue moon. He's a guy that fought you know and fought tough guys, guys that were really tough too, and and still does it from time to time. And um, he's a he's kind of that middleweight area and uh, can really. Uh, you know, you don't see many guys that can play like he can and then fight like that. So pretty impressive. This is what I wanted to ask you about the code. Sorry about that side note. I like I often take these little detours on the on the podcast, <laughs> Matt. So you just kind of have to follow wherever we just go through the forest, do it, and eventually we'll we'll it'll lead us to a spring or a lake or an ocean or a waterfall. Who knows? Uh, but um, uh, Chris, okay, what about the code? He mentioned that when usually when guys, I guess my question is. How do you pick your spots as far as when you're like, you know what, boys, I got this one, or, you know, you, I mean, when you play credit card roulette, it's not really up to you. It's up to the powers of the universe. But when you say, hey, fellas, I got this one, how do you know when to pick those spots to pay for um, a meal? Uh, actually, I just recently, uh, uh, I just picked one up. We had a, we had a game in uh, um, L.A., um, and then we flew to um, – we flew to San Jose and we got in pretty early. We had a full day the next day and we had that day off and kind of got the green light from, from uh, Patrick to that we could go do something that night together as a team or, or different groups or whatever. And uh, about 10 or 12 of us went to San Francisco, uh, which is only about a half hour, 45 minutes from San Jose. And we had a, we had a dinner and uh, at that point I, you know, I'd been getting some good luck on the ice, you know, some good puck luck and things have been going in and things like that. And, you know, we had a dinner. I, I saw what the amount was. It wasn't, it wasn't anything ridiculous, and it was a really nice dinner. It was a good atmosphere, the boys. And I said, you know what, boys, I got this one. And I think at that, 
I think it's one of those things the game gives to you in, in certain times. I mean, the game was given to me during that stretch, um, you know, five, six games. And, uh, you know, I was having I was having good bounces on the ice. And I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll uh, you know, you got to kind of give back and pay it forward sometimes. So try to, you know, help the boys out. And they really appreciate it. I think they were pretty surprised. And that makes it, uh, you know, that makes it that much uh, nicer that you're, you're making your teammates happy. What was the restaurant that you went to? Do you remember? Oh, I can't. I can't remember. I cannot. I think it might have been called Water Bar or something like that. It was right on the water by, I think it was the, uh, by the Bay Bridge, if that makes sense. Uh, it was it was a beautiful spot, right on the water. It was it was a uh, great great dinner, great food. Um, it was outstanding, and San Fran has to be one of the best cities in the world. So it was pretty fun to be there with the boys, uh, even though we were only there for a little bit, uh, just for dinner. And um, you know, it was uh, it was a good time. San Fran in the NFL playoffs, they got to play uh, Green Bay, and uh, you guys in Denver get the. Uh... You know, the, the AFC playoffs come through the Mile High Stadium. Are you, once you got there, were you immediately, uh, did you immediately pick up for the blue and blue and orange? Or did you have an NFL team before you got to uh, the Colorado Avalanche that you, that you kind of, you were still riding with? I definitely picked up the blue and orange, but also I was actually also, uh, my dad was always a 49ers fan. Oh, wow. And, okay. Uh, so, so I, uh. I always would watch the 49ers games with him, so I've always liked them. Uh, I'm not a huge Kaepernick fan. I actually really liked Alex Smith, and I wish he was still there. Really, uh, so dude? I uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I just I liked uh, Smith better. Um, I think he's, I mean, look what he's done in KC this year. He's not one of those superstar quarterbacks, but I think he's just a guy that, that gets it done. And I didn't really like how things were handled with him uh, last season, uh, coming back from injury. Kaepernick's obviously an amazing athlete, but uh, I, I think Alex Smith is one of the more traditional uh, quarterbacks. And I think he seems like a good person, a good uh, team guy as well. And um, So I haven't cheered for San Fran as much this year. Um, I also really like the, the Saints. I love Drew Brees. He's... Uh, him and Peyton Manning are, I mean, obviously they're two of the best players ever to play, but I think just the way I admire so much the way they carry themselves and uh, as a pro and in the media and, and as teammates, I think it's just amazing to watch. So it's been pretty fun to be in Denver this year and watch the Broncos do their thing. Do you have any, sorry, have you had any interaction with any of the Denver Broncos or any of the Denver Nuggets, your time in uh, Denver? Um, when Carmelo was here, actually, he contacted me when I was a rookie and he wanted to trade jerseys and, so I went to a game and went down the room and we traded jerseys, which was pretty cool. That's very I cool, to, man. I used, to, I used to go to a ton of Nuggets games. I loved watching him play. and uh, So I got a Team USA signed Carmelo and Anthony jersey, which is pretty cool. Got it back home. And uh, and then uh, Orlando Franklin, who's one of the offensive tackles for uh, for the Broncos, is from Toronto, actually. So he's That's uh, right. He, he, him, and, him and Stewie are, are, were... Uh, our buddies and they he they kind of kind of connected him with us so we all know him and uh he gets the voice tickets from time to time and uh, i don't know him as well as some of the other guys do but uh anytime i've uh you know been out with him or whatever or seen him out uh, he's always a nice guy and he's obviously one of their best uh guys on the line there so um pretty cool to have a canadian boy here in uh in denver and hopefully they can uh, win a super bowl this year that is very cool you're talking about uh, chris stewart being the your former teammate who's in yeah, st louis yeah. now being friends with orlando franklin 
Yeah, uh, exactly, Chris Stewart. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's cool. No, I just, I'm just, you know, there, there are listeners who listen to this podcast who like various sports, and I always try, I try to, even though I know what you're talking about, I try to remember to, yeah, exactly. to tell the audience exactly. that they may not know who uh, Stewie is. Last question, uh, man. I do appreciate your time. Um, if a stranger went through your your phone, okay, you yeah. left you left it on a table at a restaurant, and um, and the stranger's going through your phone. Who's the artist uh, that's living in your music folder on your phone that might embarrass you? Had that person like, oh, Matt Duchesne listens to blank? Yeah, probably uh, probably Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh man, okay, actually. Uh, you know what's funny is actually I I I, I uh, we're around the same age so she came uh, she became big back when I was a little younger and uh, I actually I, when I liked her older stuff or she's gone off the deep end now but uh, <laughs> I, I have a bunch of her older music and albums and stuff and which is kind of funny and kind of embarrassing at the same time. Uh, uh, Wait, like but, Hannah Montana uh, and Miley Cyrus? Not, not not the Hannah Montana <laughs> stuff. No, I never got into that. I, I was a little too old for that, but. Uh, uh, some of her, uh, some of her stuff, uh, I, I always kind of liked that. Uh, even some of her stuff now, I kind of like. Uh, it grows on on you pretty quick. She's uh, she's got a uh, she's she's talented, even though she's kind of gone crazy here in the last little bit. But uh, uh, yeah, I'd pr- I'm I'm pretty embarrassed by that. But uh, <laughs> not too much, not too much to not talk about it. <laughs> well, uh, ho- hopefully you never lose your phone, dude. And uh, and Ava, uh, that was nice of you to to treat the boys there in San Francisco for uh, to a meal. I um you know I uh, I'm rooting for you man I I, I enjoy talking with you and I uh, enjoyed the uh, the the friendship that we've developed over time and if you do um, have another dream where you do make Team Canada hopefully that dream comes true yeah thank you I appreciate that on Twitter uh, you guys can find them at Matt Nine Duchene and that's a D U C H E N E are you on Instagram as well. Uh, I'm not, no. All right, so this is Twitter, so people can follow your life on Twitter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have a personal Instagram account, but I don't give it out, so. Okay, yeah. Uh, and, and, and you'll never find me, so, uh, uh, for those listening, don't even try and like. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what you're saying, your avatar is you're like a Japanese dude in your avatar or something, holding a, yeah, a like, bulldog something or something like that. Like that. Well, listen, man, uh, happy new year, uh, much success in 2014, and uh, I will see you soon, my dude. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast.